Welcome, it's SV Pod. Stanford Steve is back. When's the last time we did this? <laughs> now you're going back. I, I I think pre-Final Four, right? I don't remember. Oh. It's been, I mean, yeah, but I mean, yes, pre-Final Four, but I mean, New Year's? It's been a, it's been a <laughs> while. I feel like there's lots to catch people up on. The Cliffs Notes, you were in New Orleans. I explained that post-Augusta. Okay. Um... You want to give people the high notes of that? What, what, uh, what what's what's the Cliff's notes that we need to know about your New Orleans Final Four trip? Uh, it's my favorite to attend. I understand. I haven't been to Augusta, um, but the idea of four teams on Saturday morning, Scott, all being in the same city in New Orleans, you know it, and being that close to everybody and everything. The, the juice around and everybody thinking they have a chance at a national title. It's it's second to none to me. And then to be those four teams. That's the key, and those, right? And those fan bases and yeah. all that blue. Like every team had a shade of blue. And it, it was just, I mean, you see the swarms, the Carolina blue. What, Kansas what, had the little what, red in there. Who started with the most people, do you think? I think Villanova. Really? Really? Villanova had the Marriott, man. That thing was jammed. That's the biggest hotel on Canal. Uh, people know that. I mean, they had, they were in swarms. And mm-hmm. then right across the street, Carolina had the Sheridan, and you know them. They're going to roll deep as anybody. Uh, Duke was, I believe, was at the Omni. Um, and there were there were a lot of Duke, and then obviously they faded away. Uh, and then KU rolled in strong. Um, the 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 second game, the Duke Carolina game. No one left their seat. You still saw the four patches in a perfect, you know, quad pie. Is that it? Four four parts of a pie, four different colors of those fan bases. And uh, you ask, yeah, quad pie. Like you're, quad talk, pie. you're talking to two guys that did not excel in the math game. I, I get what you're saying, but, I mean, I just, from, from the prestige of the programs involved, and then, yeah. I mean, look, Nova not having uh, more – that, yeah. that that clearly changed who they were. Kansas was insane in the start of that game. I'm mean, obviously we're going back a while, but it's worth remembering. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, the Carolina Duke is, and I mean, look, it's, we know you cheer for Duke. Yep. Um, but if you remove yourself from that, from just the fan perspective, it was it, it was incredible because it was something that lived up to what yes you thought it. I mean, there's no way it could live up to, and then you're like, eh, it pretty much did, didn't it? Yeah, and and. You just saw that with the. I just kept looking at the Carolina players' intensity, and knowing that they were they they believe that no matter what they were going to keep coming back. And when Caleb made a couple of those threes, I think at the under eight, and he walked over towards the Duke section. I'm like, oh wow, this is this is getting personal, and uh, it was awesome, incredible. But um, you you hit the key word though, Steve. Keep coming back. Yeah, they all did. Yeah, that's nuts. Here's what's really interesting. I get that all of the way too early preseason polls that, you know, all of the college basketball folks we follow, you just say Carolina's number one. Mm. All right. That's the same group that was garbage for months. (laughs) And all the credit in the world for what they became. Mm -hmm. But you lose Manic, who was a massive part of that. And from October until the game in in Durham, you could have them. That's what's amazing. Yeah. Look, if they play like that, that version of Carolina, sure. I mean, I put them wherever you want. I just think it's interesting how it's they're the they're the default number one based on what they just did. 
mm-hmm. and that's earned. But they also were the same group that weren't a given as a tournament team when they went down to to Durham for that final game of uh, K during the regular season. Just interesting. Um, yeah. What, what what a run they had, and and then the NKU wins the whole thing. And you were you there for that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, right. yeah. I, I think I think Bill Self and I are best friends now. I think. tell us about that. Um, I'll just it say start, it got I late. Was in, I was in I was invited to the post uh, title game party, and it was my first time really around the KU staff. And boy, are they the greatest guys, man! Like they, I mean, obviously, I just kept telling, like, I'm just so happy for you guys the way you did it. I mean, everybody in the arena, you know, is, is sitting there. Are they going to make a run? Are they going to make a run? I'm like, you're damn right Kansas is going to make a run. It's not going to be this easy. Right. And the way they did it, and I'm still shocked McCormick was not the player, the MLP. Yeah, I, I was, was shocked at that. I, I agree. I think I think people, and I don't know, I mean, the votes, who, I, I don't know who votes or when they vote or yeah. whatever, but McCormick was the best player. And I get, Abaji was the best player all year, but McCormick was the, was the guy that hit the buckets that, you know, essentially sealed, gave him the lead, sealed the game. So uh, that was, that was about three months ago, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. KU knows how to celebrate. I'll just say okay. that. All right. It's just, it got late. Or did. As, do or we have early. a date? Or early. It gets early late in that, <laughs> or late early. Do we have a date with, with Coach Self and KU next year in, uh, in Fog Allen? The idea is uh, IU at KU December 17th. Super, super duper. You explained to them the private aviation requirements. I, 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 I told uh, Coach, in, you know, he likes to call you Scotty. And I said, Coach, if you really want Scotty to be a part of this, we're going to have to make some calls about uh, private av- aviation because uh, that's kind of way that. Kind of the way no, my man rolls nowadays, especially no, especially was, for an event like this. Where, I was you know, on I was on Southwest over the weekend. Shout to the business select, love it. People act like you're not allowed to. A man a man's not allowed to go business select, and huh? no sweat, no problem. Somebody heckled me on on Twitter about that because somebody you know it's hey I hear it's you and I'm like yeah that's actually me. And then the guy somebody said oh we're wearing shorts on planes. I'm think huh? oh, I'm sorry the, my. The tuxedo I normally wear on Southwest is at the cleaners. What the f- are you talking about? I'm on I'm on Southwest Business Select. I'm wearing a golf shirt and shorts. I took a shower. Like what? Yeah. What? Are you, well, I don't have my top hat. I, did I miss this? What are we talking about? But right, you want me to? You want me? To, you want me to come out to uh, Lawrence? It's hard to get there from where we are. We just we just, somebody somebody scrambled a bird. Get the yeah, airport. Yeah, they got one of those airports too. Hey, we it's where those those certain planes come in. That's and out right. Of. Roll out the that. roll out the little carpet on the tarmac, <laughs> and me and Stanford Steve will stroll right on out. We'll come see you, Coach. You can make that happen. Uh, All right, let's fast forward to the present day. Uh, yeah, we're taping on a Tuesday. Just let people know on the uh, daily wager. What's the uh, current win streak? Oh, we got a big one. Uh, we're at eleven in a row. And who's got the record on that show? Me. It's twelve. We're trying to tie my own record. And so by, uh, by the time this the is out, by the time yeah. this is out, we should know what, what was what was the pick? Grizzlies minus six. Okay. So that, that allows us to to dive right into the NBA playoffs thus far. Ooh. I went on. I went on with Brusillo. Yep. And we did a we did a draft, which, as we know, I'm not <laughs> not great at drafts. And we laughed about the thing that shows like ours used to do, and I'm sure. 
I mean, I, we didn't invent the concept, but, you know, I pick, you pick, and we just, yeah. who won the draft? And then did we ever go back and see who won the draft? It was always who won the draft the day you picked it. And yeah. so did you ever go back and grade and go, you know what, actually, Van Pelt, we heckled him, but he picked well. Or Van Pelt was peacocking around like he did really well, and and actually he his pick sucked. Uh, but So we laughed about that. And one of the teams that I picked was a flyer. And I said, give me Brooklyn. Because if they play to their ceiling, why I, they were, I picked them like 10th or something. I mean, they were yeah. still there to be had. Well, now we know why they were. Mm-hmm. Before we talk about who's still there, it's incredible to me, this Nets mess. Yeah. And what it speaks to is the danger of creating star-focused teams where you just defer to the star entirely. And the fact that they got beat by a Boston team who people heckled Ainge when he took a lot of these guys. Do I have that right? Correct. They heckled uh, Stevens when he stopped coaching and then went up to the GM spot, but he got out of the way, brought in a coach that's clearly connected with the team. They were 500, it feels like, not that long ago. And do they have a star? I'd say they had two. All right. One's one's on the short list in Tatum. Brown's a star. Smart's a star in his role, right? Defensive mm-hmm. player of the year. But they're not, you know, divas. The Nets, I mean, Kyrie desperately just needs one human in his life who can tell him when he's full of We all do. Everybody. That's part of the reason why you're such a valuable part of this show and valuable part of my life is that you're such a great friend. And I'm not the Kyrie Irving here, but you know what I'm saying? You just, whoever you are, you need somebody in your ear to be like, listen, nah, that ain't, that ain't it. And you'll tell me. You'll tell me, and if I had a post, post-game presser after we got swept and I started talking about an extension and I need to be the co-GM, you'd be like, hey, Mappel, Mappel, come over here. Shut your mouth. Right? <laughs> Somebody has to just tell him. Enough. But yeah. at no point has anybody ever, and when anyone does, he's just, oh, it's woe is me and he's the victim. And people got pissed at him in Boston and said mean stuff. That's because you said you were going to resign at a preseason event, and then you, and then you went off the decided you were done with him, and the whole year sucked, and then you left. So they don't like him, Boston. What a shame! And now he is spectacular. He's a spectacular basketball player, but I just don't know who in his world can tell him, "Look, you're smart, but maybe you don't know everything." Mm. And there's times when you just need maybe not say, I, I, I want to be the assistant coach. Oh, I want to be the assistant GM. Oh, man, we didn't really get a chance to gel this year. Oh, you don't say. I wonder, wonder what we could have done there. It's just, it's never his fault. No. It's just infuriating. And then you got Ben Simmons who won't play. You can have that guy. My God. At LSU, it was always, it's just, there was always this, and that, uh, he was really good, clearly, but they didn't make the tournament, which eh, sometimes that happens. Yeah. I just don't know 
if he cares about playing basketball. Does it, does it matter to him? Does he want to play? I, I don't know. And if there's some disconnect here and he's got real issues and that there's something, some hurdle that he has to clear, I appreciate that. But maybe don't tell Philadelphia they should give you 20 million bucks for the when you said you wouldn't play from then didn't. And the Nets have both those dudes. It's like and they're good and they were supposed to win it all. Good luck, man. I just can't imagine having that team and like sitting there and whether you're in the front office or you're Nash or you're or you're Kevin Durant and you're looking around going, how do we make all this fit together? You know what I mean? I'm rambling here, but I just no. it's they're they're astounding to me. Yeah, and I'll, I'll say this: I is if Katie and Kyrie are as close as they say they are, they will have plenty of conversations this offseason because, as you always say, you miss your window and it's gone, and it's really, really hard to get back. And it feels like this is this is really um, an issue uh, with this team, you know, with the gelling and the not playing and the injuries, like all that stuff happens, man, and it's. I, I, exactly. See, here's the other, exactly. Yeah. The, and and you just look at the other side. Who the Celtics were a mess. A mess. They didn't really change anything. They got rid of oh Schroeder, you know. And then everything's good. Like, and boy, are they a problem defensively? Oh, Why? well, you odd. And you know, we talk about this all the time. What's defense? It's just want to. Yep. It's just want to. And Yudoka has done an incredible job. It's click in another word you hear all the time, connected. They're connected. They make it. I've never seen Durant look like that. And is it because he's tired? Because he's the only one dude that could play all the year except for when he was hurt, which is more than Kyrie could play, and it's more than Simmons who didn't play at all. Mm. I mean, it's, it's it's just wild to see two teams go head to head, one of whom has got absolute megastars. The other has stars, but not not on the same level. One of whom entered the season expectations, right? Mm-hmm. And the other who didn't have any expectations midway point of the season. And now, if we're to, if Rosillo and I redrafted right now, Boston would go really high. And that's yeah. what I want to ask you based on, and we're talking very early. It's first round. I mean, we got some mm-hmm. series that are going to continue throughout the balance of the week. Who do you, just based on the, the small sample size of what you've seen thus far, who do you like? Who do you just go, huh, that's impressive? Well, Boston? what Boston did, because there's the other side, take, Scott. Take, go ahead. No, this is why, like, people are going to say, oh, you got swept, you got swept. You know, and this is, this is, this is the thing that I get confused by because Brooklyn's in every game. They let in the no doubt. In game one and two, and then they go down 3 0, and, you know, that's it. That's all we hear is, is KD saying, you know, maybe I'm overthinking. Like, there's still games to be played, man. And, and that's the problem I have with, like, look at Toronto right now. I think I would have to take them to win that series with 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 how bad Embiid looks with his hand, and I know it's unfortunate with the injury, yeah, but that's brutal. how quick these things happen. And the momentum, you know, people say it's fake; it doesn't it doesn't last. It's it's not real once you change venues or you get rid of you know go from game three to game four. I disagree because the Celtics knew they knew when they got it, and they all they wanted to do was get to a close game in the second half of game three. Mm-hmm. And then what did they do? They just put it on them, and they kept pressing, and they got in this defensive stance and said, try and beat us. And then what happened in game four? The same exact thing. And that's where over an 82-game season, what I've really seen with the Celtics is that wherewithal. 
Like there's a relaxed feeling about, all right, we're going to get shots here, but we're also not going to give up any buckets down the other end. And that's why I am so excited to see this series. I'm, I'm thinking they're going to play Milwaukee because now you got the ultimate unicorn. And this guy, I mean, he's doing – he does whatever you're thinking the star player should do in every circumstance when I watch Giannis. He is incredible. Um, and now and now you got, you know, that that three-headed defensive monster where they talk about they could switch off with Jalen and and Tatum. I mean, Tatum's defensive uh, want to is just that's that's the biggest outlier to me. Um, I that's that's so well put because that's so rare for a truly elite scorer to be that invested on the other end. I mean, I just there there aren't a ton that are wired that way to compete that hard on yeah. both ends. Um I, it's, to, I, I think to fully assess themselves too. Yeah. You know, like that takes, that takes a lot. You talk about self pride and all that things like looking in the mirror every day, like that, that's, you know, I mean, Tatum went down deep and said, what do I need to do to get better and get on next, next level. And you could just tell, I mean, there's no shortcuts. It's hard work. And it's starting at the other end. Before we move on. Important announcement. I want to mention another show from ESPN's Roster of Podcasts, The Hoop Collective with Brian Windhorst. Wendy and the gang, two episodes a week throughout the NBA playoffs, which are off and off to a very entertaining start. Tuesday's episode, Brian's joined by ESPN's Dave McMenamin and Kevin Artivist to talk about the matchup issues Minnesota creates for Memphis. Pelicans making it a series with the Suns. That's The Hoop Collective with Brian Windhorst. Follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Watch the show on YouTube. Vivid Seats wants you to get to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step towards a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code SVP. That's code SVP. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you had to max out Kyrie or James Harden, who would you rather max out? Because they're both due for it. This is the old Rosillo death is not. No, yeah, but I I go back to what Rosillo says all the time: is the options you have. What what are you? uh, What are you gonna? You're gonna wait for the draft? Would you rather be OKC? 
No, no, no. You, I'm, you say, lo- I'm, you saying, lo- I'm saying you're at a place now where Harden looks like less than he was. And Kyrie, who, again, is a spectacular guy who I, I think he's, I really think he's smart. I just think he, you, no one's that smart. And I think me, I think desperately just needs somebody just to just call him on his BS. I Kyrie's the guy because he's so great, but, but, but it implodes from within and it's never on him. So I don't, I don't think either's like when you mentioned Giannis and I said this on sports center at some point, you know, he comes in afterwards and he tells a silly joke about, you know, what do you call a cow on the floor? Ground beef. And I'm just like, look at this chucklehead. <laughs> this guy's the, this guy's one of the greatest on many nights, the greatest player in the world. He's won MVPs. He's won a title. He stayed in the small market and he's just telling silly jokes. You think he is a unicorn because you just don't get someone who's that good all the way around. And Tatum looks like he's on this, the cut from the same type of cloth. Um, just, I don't know. The net, the nets have complicated dudes and they've got a lot of them. Um, yeah. And it, you know, the, the Harden thing's interesting just because you go to Philly and, and B getting hurt sucks. I hate yeah. that because he, he was he was playing at a level that was just ridiculous mm-hmm. and, and good enough to give him, a, give him a shot. But if he's not right and he's clearly not, I don't know how many. You, I mean, sure, could they lose to Toronto? I guess they could. I don't I don't I don't know at this point. I started to say I don't think they will. I don't know. I have no idea. I yeah, no I mean, idea. they're not. Toronto's not going to lose if Embiid looks like that and Harden looks like this. You know, they just they, another team just have a lot of wherewithal. And Van Vliet hasn't even been good. That, that's right. what's crazy. He didn't even play last game. Exactly. It's, he was wearing a T-shirt last game. Mm. We're talking on a Tuesday. Yeah. New Orleans and Phoenix are playing late at night. So by the time Ooh. this comes out, we'll know. Last year, Booker, who I've loved since he came out of Kentucky, mm-hmm. got a chance on the big stage finally. And Ingram is in the same boat this this series for New Orleans. Never been in the playoffs. And it's wild because the Duke guy that the Pelicans have that got all the attention, obviously, is Zion. And now he can apparently jump over a bus and do dunks pregame. But we're not playing. All right. That's all right. We got the thin man. Mm-hmm. It's just it's cool to see a dude who never seems to change expression. Although he did start whooping at Paul last game, which good. I like the competitive fire. I just think it's cool to see that team could have just tanked and gave up and they didn't. Yep. And and they fought through and they made the playoffs and they're playing the team that's got the most wins. And do I think New Orleans is going to win two of the next three? And two of if they play three, you know, then you'd have to get one at in in Phoenix. No, I don't. I don't think they're going to beat the Suns. But I also think that they've demonstrated that if they don't win, it's not because they couldn't. You know what I'm saying? Correct. No doubt. Impre- impressing me. I, oh, I mean, this, and then we talked about this off the air. And I know you want to talk about just the overall shot making ability in the NBA playoffs is just absurd with how good these guys are. And we came on Friday night and right after Chris Paul, and you saw it here, him and his. In his prime, at the end of that game, it was him and nobody else, and everybody knew he was taking the shots, and they win. And then I just – there was a lot of edge in game four, man. I mean, you got that pain in the butt, Alvarado. Uh, Herb Jones is not going to back away from anybody. Bounce Eunice has been phenomenal and uh, in, in getting better, but it goes back to McCollum and what he's instilled in this team, and I think it's much, what's needed, that veteran – 
just leadership of how, hey, I've played these guys before. This is what we need to do. You know, we're, I'll get you the ball. We'll be all right. And, but then you look at the totality. They have so many guys that can just put the ball in the basket. They don't have to rely on ISO ball. And that's why I think New Orleans is really scary uh, because they, they, they have zero fear and they have guys that can put the ball in the basket that, that are causing problems for Phoenix. Every team's got guys that aren't the guy. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and Valanciunas, Alvarado, I, I – I just, I just I've loved Alvarado going back to Georgia Tech his Georgia yep. Tech days. He's one of those dudes. He just found a place and got a contract this year, which I love. Valanciunas has been the he's been a, one of those box score stuffers wherever yeah. he's been. I mean, he gives he's got that real value. It's funny the games you know bigs aren't valued. Well, a, a guy that can get twenty and twenty on a given night, or you know high teens and get you get you double digit points. There's value in a guy like that, and uh, he's showing it. I mean. Is Aiden going to flash more? Sure, he's the number one pick. Yeah. But the the teams, the teams that are that are problematic, are teams that have those 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 glue guys that are capable of contributing in difference making ways. And a, for an eight seed that hasn't been in the playoffs as a team to look to look dangerous, I just find it I find it interesting. You know, and again, I juxtapose it with the, the over in the East where you got a Brooklyn team that. That everyone was mortified of, and they got swept. It's just, it's just wild. No, Suns got an injury. I whatever. I'm not com- apples to apples. It's just I'm, I'm trying to give the Pelicans uh, credit here, and it doesn't all need to be trying to drag down the Nets by uh, uh, by proxy. But just at this stage, and again, it's so early. Who I wins the West? That's just what I was going to ask you. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Golden State. Me too. And. I, w- I just worry about Booker's hamstring just because yeah. those types of things, I mean, they linger and they don't, it's just, I don't know. Dallas is, Dallas is going to be scary potentially. Um, Luke is nuts, man. I was watching him in the game on Monday night when they won by about a hundred mm-hmm. uh, and <laughs> dude, it's ruthless. Uh, yeah. See to me with Dallas, they know they have Utah. Like they, they know that they can't defend them. And the confidence they have because of when he has the ball, how good Brunson, they just get open looks time after time. It's amazing to watch. It's been my favorite series to watch this first round because of just the craziness of it. I mean, those games in Utah were, were nuts. The game two in Dallas, I think it was the best game of the playoffs because you really saw Donovan Mitchell and, and, and those guys in Bogdanovich compete and, and make shots. They just couldn't keep up making threes. And then last night they made what three, three at twenty eight from three. I don't and know. They, then, had, look, they had like sixty points in the fourth. Yeah. It's not going to Dal- work. Dallas in that game too had three turnovers, and you know we've seen the stats with with Brunson with the ball in his hands and and the lack of turnovers. I mean, you're making threes and you're not turning it over. Chances are pretty good you're going to be doing pretty well in the NBA playoffs. I agree. It's been fun early on. I feel like the East is is way more. I mean, I mean, the West's a question too. That, that that's what makes it fun. Yeah. I mean, we were so dominated for so long mm-hmm. by givens. Just it's a given. It's going to be yep. LeBron against Golden State, and that's that's compelling too. Mm-hmm. But just I don't know who against I don't know who. I sign me up for that. We got the Stanley Cup playoffs starting here shortly. We're going to find out. We'll have some clarity by the end of tonight in, in terms of who who not for sure, but. 
we're probably going to have a better idea of where we are. Uh, little, little, we're all from somewhere. I'm from here. It'd be nice if the Caps avoided the Panthers. The Panthers score like nine goals a night. Uh, we could, I mean, in the Rangers, I'm not saying the Rangers are, you know, a, a 16 seed. That's not what I'm saying. Rangers. I'm just saying Panthers score about nine, about nine goals a game. Uh, so that it, soon we're going to have the Stanley Cup and the NBA going side by each, which only makes it better. Uh, the other huge event this week uh, is the NFL draft. I don't know if that's like, do they do they try to push you guys on that wager show to be like props with these drafts? Uh, they ask us. Uh, I went out today. I was just like, listen, guys, when I'm kind of getting tired of like every person I hear is just lying like to your face. Um, and you want me to bet on something like I have zero problem watching the NFL draft. I actually want to watch the draft without making one bet on it because I want to enjoy it. It's a, it's a, what the event has turned into has been incredible. And to me, it's really weird, but I'm really excited for it because we don't have the sexy names that everybody knows at the quarterback position where they're going to be, you know, plug and play guys right away. You've got plenty of depth at, I mean, the receivers, are incredible. We've I, I said it for years. The NFL is, is, has turned into a wide receiver league. I think you saw that with free agency uh, this offseason with Adams and, and Hill going different places. And the, the depth, because of COVID, because of guys getting extra years, that second, third, fourth round, you are going to get guys that are going to be starting for your football team. And there's plenty of guys out there. Like, I, I love the tight end class. Uh, there's not a... You always do. Just real quick. No, you always, no, no. Yes, no, no. you do. This, you always the do. Depth, the depth here is is, is really good. Right. And you, you see the do. way the game is evolved. Now, there's not a Kelsey in this draft, but there's other guys that will be really – I mean, there's not a Pitts uh, that's going to run that fast, but there are guys that are versatile enough to help your offense. I mean, look at uh, – I look at the Steelers. I was just reading some things about Fryermuth. That guy was an afterthought, and he came in. I think he set a record for – uh, catches, I think, for the organization or something like that, the tight end position. But that's just a guy. I mean, he plugged in and play, and he got results. And I think he got a lot of those guys. Uh, it, but, you know, the average NFL person doesn't know who they are, so they're not excited for it. Uh, but I'm super excited uh, for it. I, I think it's, it's it's really exciting to see the unknown, you know, finally become known. Uh, it feels like both defensive guys are going to go one-two. And... <laughs> everybody wonders what the Texans are doing. And I've started to think everybody's wondering what the Texans are doing because they're not saying anything because they might not know what they're doing. So that's where I think the first domino you see fall where, where the fun starts, you know, the excitement builds about like, Oh wow. You know, a trade or something like that. So um, I, it's going to happen early and it's going to be fun. I, I agree that what makes it interesting is the uncertainty. You, you typically have a much better idea. I mean, last year was, Obvious, right? I mean, you know what's going to happen. Uh, bad teams are going to take quarterbacks, and then neither of those teams are any good next year. And you made the great point. And it was sort of like Zion this year. Like Zion just didn't play for New Orleans, and I, I did one big thing on it at one point. I mean, when he was at Duke, the only thing that mattered to a lot of people is when he's going to go to the NBA. Then he went to the NBA, and he's hurt, and he didn't play for a whole year, and no one knew where the hell he was, and no one ever talked about it. Mm. Don't you guys want to see the guy play in the NBA? <laughs> that you spent a, his year in college saying this doesn't matter. Only thing that matters is the NBA. And then he doesn't play there and it doesn't matter. And similarly, Lawrence is this generational talent. You knew him from the time he was a freshman at Clemson. Then he goes and plays for Jacksonville and no one ever spoke his name 
mm. last year at Jacksonville because it was such a tire fire because of what happened with my urban and all the rest of it. It's, <laughs> and yet he was the guy that that's the number one pick and we all knew it. Well, we don't have a clue about the direction of really the first round. And I, I was asked in our show meeting, you know, what's interesting to you about it? I said, how much do I love draft grades, Steve? <laughs> I hate it more than anything. Let me just help you. Hey, let's give a draft grade. Nobody knows. What are you talking about? Draft grade. No, no one knows. What's interesting to me is two years, three years from now, there's going to be some great player that's going to go way later than he should have respective to his talent. Now, who is that? I don't know. Maybe it's Neil out of Alabama. If Maybe he slides for whatever reason. I think, I don't know, he's got some pretty decent tape. He's an athletic freak. But maybe he doesn't go as high as some other offensive lineman. That's not the sexiest position, but there's a bunch of starters there. Yeah. On the defensive side, Georgia's got a ton of guys that are going to be difference makers. You, were, you and I were talking last week. There's thoughts, N'Kobe Dean might not go in the first round. Give me him. What? What? <laughs> oh, he's not. He's what is? It? I don't care if he runs a five-five. Put on the tape. He seems to get to the ball carrier. He seems to go side to side. Tape I mean, don't lie, coach. That's thank you. I mean, I I just think that there are, there's apparently different schools of thoughts about who people value. People believe the tape, or they don't believe the tape. And then there's different front offices that, you know how it is, they fall in love with a player, and two or three years later, they lose their job because of it. Mm. I feel like this is one of those drafts where, well, what Parsons go to the Cowboys a couple years ago? Like 10? Maybe 11? Whatever, whatever it was. I remember just thinking, this guy's such a freak. Mm-hmm. And okay, he didn't play for the year, right? The COVID yeah. year. And then, and then chatter starts, like whatever. All I see is a guy that every time I hear him and see him, he seems like an awesome dude. Mm-hmm. And speak of the tape doesn't lie. And that guy was transcendent. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of teams passed. Uh, I, this feels to me like one of those drafts where there's going to be guys not as not as impactful as Parsons, but it should have been obvious and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And who they are now, I haven't got a clue. And I'm not going to try to act like I have a clue. I'm just because people that that's their job don't seem to to know. So how the hell am I supposed to? I just, I'm on cable at midnight. What team, you know, you're a big fantasy guy, but there's obviously that's the story to me is plenty of these teams have multiple picks and I'll know I'll get the teams wrong to have multiple picks, but I just think about the jets, the giants, the Falcons, the Jags, Texans, any of those interest you to see what they do. Not really. Cause <laughs> Well, listen to who you just said. Are these teams any good? Like the Jets, the Jets, they're they're going to take linemen, aren't they? I don't, I don't know. Well, and if Would they you, take, all right, here you go. Would you touch Stingley? Three? I'm hearing three. No. Okay. Me, now, you like Sauce? Well, I was just going to say, there's a fun one. Who's the better corner, Sauce or Stingley? I don't know. Stingley came out with all the bona fides. And unfortunately, got hurt and didn't play. Well, I don't know. Sauce is out there in Alabama, just is like we're not throwing to that side of the field. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he's look, dude's got a chain that says Sauce says he's the best player in the draft. <laughs> I like that. Talk about all these 
interview questions and all this nonsense. I don't need to. That's all right. So, me and Sauce are good. Who's the next guy? How think about you? I'm just thinking about you right now. Like we're getting we're getting ready for shows. We're about to buckle down. NBA and Stanley Cup playoffs. Being around you, if you're an NFL GM. And just you checking everything out on Twitter. I mean, videos of guys. If there was a bad video of somebody at Sprint, like you would be so. You're not easy to convince, but you would be so irritated. Like you would just want that day to come. Like, give me my guy and let's go. I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be good at it. No, I wouldn't be good at. It. I, I don't just because I'm a, an exceptional fantasy football manager. Look, I, I know I know what I don't know. And what I don't know is the game that well. And I wouldn't do well at it because somebody would take who I wanted in front of me and then I'd be a disaster. And then it would feel like the clock was going um, at warp speed. And then I'd take a punter or something. I'd be awful. You would – your hiring process would be fascinating. I just would find out how much <laughs> does it cost to get Mike Tomlin and pay it. What is – how much? How many draft picks? All of them. Fine. Give me time. I read a report. Uh, Malik Willis is going to the Steelers because Mike Tomlin went over and watched him at individual practice at the Senior Bowl. I'm like, come on, people. This is what we're doing. It's The information he, thing is so scary well, now. It's social we, media, Scott. And we, we've talked uh, about this so often. Why would – I remember we were going to have – when we're going to have Snead on during the week of the draft, we might have. Me, me and Rosillo had Snead on. And I want to say that we just made back when he did have picks, right? But before he just said them picks and traded them all. (laughs) And we, we started off by saying, listen, nothing we ask you, are you going to be honest with? Right. He's like, pretty much like, okay, cool. (laughs) So then we just had a conversation uh, where, where we tried to be honest about what he wasn't going to be honest about. And so a lot, most of it's pointless. And and to some degree, I mean, unless you're like a Schefter type that you traffic in information, I don't understand what difference does it make when you know you're going to know Thursday. Yeah. Who can, who can, I don't, my life isn't made better. If I know now who's going three, I don't care. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It just, and again, if you traffic in information, then that matters. So that's a different deal, but just this insatiable need to know before anybody else knows, ah, uh, you know, you know, you know who they're thinking at four. Don't care. <laughs> find out, find out Thursday. So, all right, we got shows to get ready for. Is there anything else you got? Orioles? They, they, they won a couple games. Yeah, I've, I've watched them. They don't give up 13 runs a game. No, they're improved. That's all you can ask for. I just I appreciate competitiveness. There you go. I mean, it's. I think they swept Boston last year, 3-0, and and then mm. things went. That's when it all went terribly wrong, didn't it? They almost swept the Angels this weekend. They, well, almost, you know, they didn't didn't get that last. But they, I mean. Hey, if you keep winning two out of three, it'll be all right. Okay. Where's your optimism meter on the team with the best record in baseball, the 13-5 oh, New York Mets who lead what the. What a uh, win last night. Left for dead, two outs, top of the ninth. Optimism meter, back. Steve. What is it? Happiness meter, 10. Optimism, optimism meter. One. Still one. It's April. All right. That's fair. It's April. All right. We got big things ahead. Okay. You and I headed to a golf major. You're coming to PGA. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking news. Bury the lead. 
All right, Tulsa. Tulsa, here we come. Yeah, get at us. Where? Let us know what we're doing. Because it's, it's it's me, Stanford Steve, and the big rig in the same town. Someone needs to set something up. Is there gaming? Is that I need to Ooh. know what the I need to know where the gaming is. There's one in Oklahoma. I know. I don't know. I'm my my Oklahoma it's a big geography state, Steve. is not it's great. A big state. What's yeah. the gaming option? And can is credit attainable? Because years ago when we went to Phoenix and we tried to set up a marker situation, they said they don't take markers. I've never and forget you didn't that. go. You didn't I go. said, I said, what? You, you just what? ate Excuse nine. Me. You ate nine ice creams at the Suns game. <laughs> it was just an astounding. Don't you understand how business works? You let me sign my name. I lose money. Then I sign my name again, and then I owe you more money. You don't want to do that? Nope. Well, then I'm not coming to your casino, and I didn't. So somebody out there knows the gaming scenarios, and they can let us know. I have an apology to make right. to you. I was on vacation. I believe it was the Friday night. You followed the East game. Which one was that? It was when the second, the, the Pelicans Clippers game was second. And uh, you were on the TV and there was only one TV in the place. And I had to ask the guy to turn you off the TV to put the NBA game on. Sorry. Remember earlier when I was talking about why Steve's awesome and why somebody you just have to have somebody in your circle that will tell you what's up. You also need to have somebody that'll better be honest with you and tell you, I was on vacation. There was one TV and, and we turned your show off to watch the game. And by the way, correct call. Entirely. I was going to say, you would do the same exact thing. If, if, if I was one, 1 billion percent. Okay. I just, I, I was hosting the show. If I could have watched the show, the game and <laughs> while I was hosting the show, I would have done that. So no, no, there's no foul on the play. Ball was tipped at the line of scrimmage. Uh, gaming options in Oklahoma. Replay the down. Third down. We'll see y'all next week. Be well. We'll talk to you soon.